If you like this podcast, check out Studio Red's amazing lineup of podcasts at StudioRedMedia.com. Welcome to QT with RT. I'm Ryan. I'm Todd. And today we're talking about The Witcher and The Mandalorian and which one is better. All right, Todd. Before we talk about this, you have to make a promise. What? You have to remove your bias of Star Wars in this conversation. Okay. Yeah, I promise. I know you don't like Star Wars <laughs> and you're done with it, but this po- conversation is pointless yeah. if we allow your, allow your bias into the picture. Purely storytelling. Yes, yes, exactly. So The Mandalorian and The Witcher both came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. They both did very well. Relatively, mm-hmm. uh, the Mandalorian you said was like the second stream show. What did you say the stats were? Yeah, most. Yeah, it's the second most uh, stream show in the world. And is The Witcher the next? Yeah. So it as, was as currently most popular shows: Stranger Things, Stranger Things, uh, Mandalorian, and Witcher. But I think Witcher actually just passed Stranger Things. They said that seventy-six million out of the like hundred and twenty million subscribers they had watched Witcher. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so The Witcher is um, a book that got turned into a video game that now got turned into a TV show. Yeah. On Netflix. Um, you have played the video game. Mm-hmm. I have not. You have not read the book. Neither have I. Uh, I didn't even know that they were books. I didn't either. I just yeah, thought they were Yeah, until, until they started making the show, and they're like, it's going to be based off the, the books. And I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, there are video games that then get turned into books, which is just weird. Yeah. Um, which it's funny to think about. You know, you think about, like, the old Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. Ooh, that was bad. <laughs> uh, or the Final Fantasy the, the, the movie. The Mario movie where his name was Mario Mario. <laughs> yeah. Or the Final <laughs> Fantasy movie where it's, like, the first animated, like, completely digital, but very bad. Yeah. Um, the Resident Evil movies were actually pretty decent. The first one was good, then they kind of went off the rails. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of horror movies yeah. in general. Sequels are always like off the rails, but they just add more blood and more killing and more yeah. monsters. It sort of works out. Yeah, I mean, it's like all apocalyptic. You know, it's yeah. like if they just have to keep getting more desolate, more epic. Like, yeah, more ridiculous, yeah. more yeah. bigger monsters. Um, but for the most part, video games being turned into movies do not work. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we thought we could talk about that today because in my opinion, as far as the type of stories that it is, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like different books we'll talk about, you know, there's only 20 different types of stories or some kind of number, you know, or whatever. Yeah. We don't have to prescribe to that hardcore one way or the other, but there definitely are stories that are going to be similar in what they do as far as the kind of story structure that the screenwriter used when writing it. And the Mandalorian and the Witcher both use a very similar story structure. Yeah. You have the crazy advanced fighter who's kind of a loner, works for gold, kills for good, or gold, you know, gun for hire, works for gold. Goes Clearly from, both bounty hunters. Yep, both yeah. bounty hunters, basically. Goes from town to town to town, picking up bounties, accomplishing the bounties, meets random people along the way that either help or distract from the quest. And in both stories, their ultimate kind of redeeming, redemptive arc is the fact that they encounter a child that they're in charge of protecting. Yeah. Um, they don't say very much. Yeah, they don't talk much. Yeah. They're more of the strong, silent type. Um, and all both of them use, like, you know, weird um, fantasy-type worlds 
yep. fantasy building, you know, which has elves and and sorcerers and monsters. Obviously, you know, Star Wars has aliens and assassins and warlords and the Empire and, you know, all that stuff. Um, so I just thought it was interesting because um, I already know this answer because we've talked about it. But for me, uh, and I, so I'll say, I don't know about you, but I do know about you. Yeah. But our listeners don't know about you. But for me, I liked Witcher enormously better than Mandalorian. Yeah, And, and you're a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, as much as you are yeah. now yeah. completely biased against Star Wars. Yeah. And are on the I don't like Star Wars and I'm done with it side of things. I love Star Wars and I'll watch anything that Star Wars makes, even if it sucks. Yeah. And I mean, I might be like, that wasn't very good, but I'll still watch it. I'm yeah. like addicted to Star Wars. Yeah. I'll be like, this is horrible pizza. I'm gonna eat the whole box. <laughs> That's me. So, um, but I still was like, Mandalorian was like, meh. Yeah. By the end, uh, and it had like a couple like scenes right. that were all right. Yeah. But it never, never took you over the edge. But Witcher. Pretty much from the get-go, yeah, I was all about it. Yeah, um, and we can talk about your bias towards Superman, <laughs> Henry Cavell. Yeah, yeah, Henry Cavell, because yeah. that only adds to the fact that you liked it despite that. Yeah, well, and you, I watched it before you. Yeah, and you, I've, I, I had told you it didn't get good until the third episode, so I was actually kind of surprised that you were in from the beginning. Yeah, and Ali was too, which I thought was interesting. Which I wonder if that's because you played the game. Do you feel like it was? Uh, no. I it's more of like the the writing. I didn't think was like super strong and uh, series like grandmother like that queen. Oh yeah, that's right. I just thought she was just really yeah. Like her. Did Allie agree with you on that? A little bit, yeah. Because she didn't really bother me. Yeah. Um. So, uh, before we move forward, mm-hmm. we will tell you right now. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna talk about both <laughs> shows and ruin them. Yeah. So if you haven't watched them, go watch them. Yeah. Uh, other spoiler alert: Witcher definitely is a more adult content <laughs> show. Yes, very different. <laughs> so don't go watch it yeah. on our recommendation and yeah. then be surprised by the content of the show. It's yeah. a little bit more on the Game of Thrones side of things yeah. than the Star Wars, Star Trek side of things. Yeah. So if you're never gonna watch it, then don't worry about the spoilers. It was almost like more like Westworld to me, a level because like they had when you. When Carol first meets like Jennifer, that was like that Westworld scene, you know, where it's yeah. a whole bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's kind of it was. But more Game of Thrones had that, that too, where they would be in yeah. like some brothel. Yeah. And they'd be in meeting about politics, and it just there'd be people around them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I yep. forgot about that Jennifer scene. Um. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, so two spoiler, oh, a spoiler alert and a warning. Yeah. Before you take our recommendation of going and watching the show. Yeah. Uh. If you've already watched Westworld and Game of Thrones, then I highly recommend watching The Witcher uh, just because it is a very yeah. good show. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was my 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 initial quick answer of which mm-hmm. one I liked better. Which one did you like better, Todd? Yeah, obviously Witcher, um, being a fan of it. And then I also, I think, just in the grand scheme of things, am more of a fantasy guy than a sci-fi guy. Um, I just have always loved like Lord of the Rings and you know Narnia and stuff like that. So, uh, sci-fi is when it comes to sci-fi, I'm more of like I don't want to say there's there's like this whole other realm of sci-fi. You know, like Star Wars is almost its own 
pop culture yeah. genre. Really, right. it's like Taylor Swift when she was singing country. Yeah. Like, I like, like yeah, she was country. But, exactly. Uh, there's like, a whole another type of country. <laughs> yeah. That's really country. Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. It's like there's Taylor Swift music and then there's country music. Yeah, right? I mean Taylor Swift now is totally pop, but like yeah. back when she was like 16. Yeah. Like, she was definitely still country and would win CMA awards. Yeah. But she's not country like country. No, no, no. Not, yeah. I don't even know who's, like, really country because I don't Scrap could tell us. <laughs> and he would, he would rate, and that's why I know this, because he's like, yeah. no, real country is this person, this person. And I'm I like, mean, Old Town Road. That's a, I know that country song. <laughs> so, um. Um, but anyways, so, yes. like, Star Trek, I love that and all that stuff. But anyway, They're both kind of watered down sci-fi yeah. a little bit. The Mandalorian is different because it is definitely a Western in the world of Star Wars. Um, And I I think we had kind of talked about this. Witcher, obviously, they have books. They can adapt it. and They have more source material to pull from. Mandalorian is obviously an original story within a property yeah you know and so i think that's a little harder i i would imagine with more money and with the especially with both shows the overwhelming popularity that came out of it i think we'll be seeing major changes in like season two as far as quality and story progression um like the best part of mandalorian is like episode one when when he sees Baby Yoda, yeah, like that's the best. I mean, when he shoots it, that like was the only episode that had me going. Oh, like what's the next one? Yeah. You know, it's that it's that pull, that hook. Yeah. After that, there was, it was it was always getting close. There was always moments I'm like, oh, I'm interested, and then they pull you out somehow. Yeah. And I just felt like there wasn't much. I don't think they really knew where they were going. I don't know. I just yeah. whereas The Witcher the whole season is getting Geralt with Siri. Yeah. You know, finding the destinies again. We're yeah. we're getting the story of Yennefer and what's happening. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh and they set it up really well for the next season, obviously will be the search for Yennefer. And right. cuz that's the whole thing is Siri and 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 Geralt are together, and they'll probably train together and yep. all that, but then it'll be a quest to find Yennefer. So they kind of already set that up where... Um, yeah, so for people who haven't seen the show, yeah. Geralt is the main... He is the He's Witcher. the Witcher. Yeah. Yep. Witchers are a group of like sort of like engineered chill yeah, people. they're mutants. Yeah, mutants. Yeah, half humans, half whatever yeah Yeah. engineered yeah made by like sorcerers Mm -hmm. and some kind of like sacred iconic place that's now been destroyed and so there's not that many of them left and they have sort of some magical abilities to and their whole point is that they fight monsters yeah that are terrorizing villages so you have a werewolf problem they come in and kill the werewolves and in this fantasy world there's all kinds of crazy weird things that happen yeah like actual monsters there's almost in the same way that we deal with like pests yeah in our house it's like they deal with monsters yeah um, Yennefer is a sorceress, sorceress, super powerful sorceress, and then um, Ciri is the baby Yoda of Witcher. Yeah, yeah. and she, she this, obviously has some untapped powers yeah. and potential. Yeah, she's the daughter or the, the granddaughter of a queen of one of the uh, of one of the kingdoms in yeah. the Witcher world. Her kingdom gets overrun. Her grandmother gets murdered. Everybody gets killed, and she's on the run, and she's been told to find Geralt yeah. because Geralt and her have this pack 
kind of yeah. thing that was created when she was before she was born that the, she doesn't even know the about. The law of surprise. Yeah, the law of surprise. He basically saved her dad from dying and said, I claim the law of surprise, which is whatever you come home to mm-hmm. and you find, it belongs to me. And so like most of the time that means like crops or a new wagon or a new yeah. cow or whatever. Yeah. But if you come home and you find out that your wife's pregnant, then that child belongs to that person. Yeah. And in this situation, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, and Which I didn't, because when she threw up after he said that, you didn't realize she. Had, I I thought like she got like sick, like, yeah. uh, and then it was like, oh, she's pregnant. Like yeah, it yeah. was some moment, then that's where Carol's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so because in their world, like fate is a very big thing, yeah. and and it's like the powers of fate. Like if you fight fate, fate will. It's almost like yeah. Final Destination. Like if you fight fate, fate will force you to do what it wants. Yeah. And so now that he's called that, then he's it's fate for him yeah. and her to be together. Yeah. Um, and for him to protect her and work with her and almost like her be a daughter of his um so yeah so that's so as we talk about it i just want to give a little bit in case people haven't seen them watch the witcher yet i would assume most of our listeners have watched the mandalorian but just in case yeah the mandalorian is about a mandalorian yeah what and some and some different land mandalorian is told in a linear story where witcher jumps around like yeah centuries almost you yeah. know like it's it's jumping all over and so you're kind of getting that story as it, yeah. the season moves along um mandalorian is right. really one continuous like it seems like a week the whole series <laughs> season yeah like at least a, a week. couple weeks yeah like a month at the most yeah yeah because he's as soon as he turns baby yoda over he's on the run yeah and every time we see him he's running away yeah. from whatever he just left yeah. and we have not really ever explored the background of what a Mandalorian is. Like, what yeah. is the Boba Fett type people? Yeah. We always thought they were their own bounty hunters. I have no history in the background of Star Wars. I don't know if this is a made up thing for a show or if this was like in the, you know, since Disney took over. Right. So, in the Clone Wars cartoon, they actually go more into the background of the Mandalorians. Uh, okay. And so the Mandalorians come from Mandalore, the planet. They were a very war, like war type, warrior type culture, almost like the Spartans, where the strongest was in charge and they had different clans. And then somebody came into power that tried to make them more of a peaceful country, planet, as they were part of the Republic. And at one point they led a war mm-hmm. against the Republic and the Jedis, like way, way, way back in the day. Um, and so they fought the Jedis back in the day, um, oh. like thousands and thousands of years ago kind of thing. Um, and then they uh, became more peaceful, but then a, this happens in the Clone Wars cartoon, a more warring faction of them like breaks off and says, like, we need to like get back to our roots of being like warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have the mass and they fly around and they more respect and observe the Mandalorian culture. And they side with the droids, the separatists, and the uh, Mandalore wants to stay out of the war completely. Mm. And the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi actually kind of has a relationship. Like, a, he, it's almost his Princess Amidala is the queen of Mandalore. Oh. But he, they don't have a relationship. It's almost right. like she's always like, you would have to leave the Jedi to be with me. And he would like, you would need to... Leave the Mandalorian. You know, almost be the, yeah. yeah, but... Um, we would need to leave. We would him. need to leave. And like and so they're always like, almost like in a different life, we mm. would have been together and it would be beautiful. But they always have this flirty thing going on. And in the end, the Republic helps get rid of the... Um, gets rid of the Mandalores that are 
like rebelling, mm-hmm. and um, they're called Death Watch. So they help get rid of Death Watch, and the Mandalores join in the fight against the Separatists. Which I'm assuming then later the Empire then comes in and kind of like destroys their planet and economy. Yeah, because wow. that metal that they have um, that the Mandalore gets given um, by the Empire guy. Yeah, it's like the hardest metal in the known galaxy. That's why. <laughs> on <Antania. laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so um, they're the only ones that have it, which is why, like, their armor and the warriors who own it and all this stuff is all really, you know, weapons they're made of is all a big deal. And then when the Empire comes in, supposedly, like, they take it all. Right. So then that's why they're, like, trying to get it back. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I would assume that the Mandalores that Mandalorian is a part of is probably, like, a descendant of the Death Watch mm-hmm. because the Mandalores that were, like, the peaceful Mandalores don't really fight like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. So there is a lot more backstory if you've like watched all the cartoons and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um Yeah, so uh yeah, so I guess if in case you haven't seen The Mandalore though, it's about a, a guy who becomes a Mandalorian. He's actually not originally from right. Mandalore. You find that out later yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. Um and he's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Um just like Boba Fett was a bounty hunter and any of those other guys were bounty hunters and he works for the like the bounty hunting guild, which yeah. you didn't, we didn't even know was really a thing, but it is. And it's almost like you ask no questions, you just do whatever it is, and you get your payment. Yeah. Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's less and less bounties. They're yeah. not as good. It's post like Luke blowing up the second Death Star. I guess Luke didn't blow it up. Yeah. Uh, um, whoever those guys were. Lando. Lando and um, um, what's his buddy? Um, Lando and, and X-wing guy. Yep, um, yep, uh, yep, yep. Well, no, that's the guy that was in William Falcon. There's another guy mm-hmm. that, um, oh man, what's his name? Anyways, that he's friends oh, with Luke uh, Dex? Wedge, Wedge Antilles. It, oh, they it. both are in there and Wedge. they shoot. I thought it was Dex or something. There was a Dex too. Yeah, Dex. Um, Dex. Uh, I think he might actually die yeah. in the first one. Um, but anyways, uh, after the planet's been blown up, like the rebels, like the new alliance has mm-hmm. happened. They're on the outskirts where like the new alliance hasn't really gotten to yet, so it's kind of in discord and and everything's not really the way it used to be. Warlords were in charge. Yeah. Um, Imperial money isn't worth anything, all that kind of stuff. And then he gets this mission to find something that's super valuable. Four former imperialists, an imperial officer and stormtroopers are there and everything. Finds out it's Baby Yoda. Not actually babies. Not yeah, whatever Yoda. that alien Yeah, is. well, not actually Yoda's baby, but right. a baby of the same species as Yoda. He has some force powers. He decides, he turns the kid in, feels guilty, then takes the kid back. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the show is him trying to protect them yeah. from all the bounty hunters that are now trying to come after him. Yeah. His former bounty guild members are now trying to get him and yeah. Baby Yoda. And I would say that's basically the that one. biggest thing, like pop culture wise, is Baby Yoda. Yeah, like um, where The Witcher, obviously Henry Cavill is like the face of it. You know, like yeah. he is. People know when they think of that show, they think of him. Uh, when people think of Mandalorian, they think of Baby Yoda. Yeah. That's just the reality. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, and part everywhere. of it is that you don't know who yeah. the Mandalorian actually is. Yeah. Like who the actual real person is, unless you go up on IMDb and look it up. Yeah. Or you watch the credits. Pas- uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, you're not going to actually see his face until yeah. you see it at the very, very end of the show, of the season. Yeah. But you don't know who he is. Yeah. So that kind of hurts him a little bit because right. it's like you can't identify him yeah. with somebody. Um, so we had talked about like the structure. It was very much like a video game in that you have your main storyline, but then like maybe some episodes would be side quests or you yeah. know like little kind of random episodes. And sometimes 
They were okay. Sometimes I really didn't like them. <laughs> You're talking about Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing is even though The Witcher is a video game, yeah. it actually didn't have as much of that video game-esque storytelling yeah. in it. And uh, that must be because of the books, you know, where they yeah. were saying it's going to be more like the books. Yeah. So. Um, where the Mandalorian very much is like, oh, like first up in one of the episodes, he gets shot and he's losing fuel. Yeah, he kills the person, the other you know, the other ships that are chasing him down. But now he's leaking fuel and he needs fuel, so he lands. I need you to repair my ship and I need fuel. Oh, well, if you need that, you're gonna have to go find some money. Oh, to find some money, you gotta go help this guy get into the guild. Oh, to help this guy get in the guild, you gotta go. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, to that one point, he's literally going and getting an egg. Yeah, for Jawas. Yeah, you know, like it's very much like that. Oh, you want this? Well, then you gotta get this. Yeah. You know that. That classic thing in a video game where you spend, you know, 10 hours of playing just so you can get the key to unlock the safe. Yeah. Because you had to do five quests for people. Yeah. So you could finally get the thing that the person who had the key wanted. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of funny that the game based on a video game doesn't do that. <laughs> and the game, the movie that yeah. isn't. <laughs> or the show that isn't based on a video game does. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I was thinking about was just like you were talking about earlier. That really struck me was the fact that... Um, some differences that the witcher had that i think made the show better is that at the very end of the season in the last episode in the last like two minutes of the yeah. episode um and it's probably what like a is it eight or ten episodes eight episodes so it's almost it's the same then, yeah as yeah as, no they're they're very similar yeah both now them. the the witcher episodes are longer i think they're like an hour right which yeah. is what evan talked about when we yeah. did the first podcast yeah. on the mandalorian yeah um, but in like the last two minutes of those eight hours, uh, the Witcher and uh, Siri. Siri finally actually join. Yeah. So the whole time, there's kind of this alluding to Geralt being somebody that's going to have to connect with the girl in the woods. And yeah. then you find out two or three episodes into it, the girl in the woods is actually Siri. And then Siri's been told to go find him. And then later he's trying to find her. You know, and it's like the whole thing's like leading up to them meeting. Yeah. Where with Baby Yoda, it's the last five minutes of the first episode yeah. that he meets Baby Yoda. And I think that one element definitely made it to where it was more interesting because it's almost like waiting to see Ross and, Ra Ross and Rachel date. Yeah. You keep watching because they keep getting so close. Yeah. You know, there's moments where... Carol seemed like he was in an area and then he left and Siri showed up. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, you guys keep missing each other just by seconds. Yeah. You know, or he would see people marching from a distance and then you'd find out, you know, it's like all this stuff, you know, yeah. or he's in the area that she is and the grandma won't let her go with him, you know, and all this kind of, you know, so it's like these missed opportunities makes it interesting just in the same way we keep watching shows to see two people finally get together and yeah. Ross and Rachel or brooklyn 99 or whatever you know or the office so i think that definitely is a way to make that is one reason the witcher is better yeah um i think another thing would be the fact that there's more it feels like there's more at stake with yeah. the witcher yeah you know they have this basically the people that are trying to find siri first that the witcher needs to protect her against is this kingdom that sort of seems like they sold Nilf themselves guard. yeah they sort of seem like they've sold themselves to the devil a little yeah. bit they're kind of dabbling in black magic. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, they are dabbling in black magic. I mean, they're using, like, captured sorcerers yeah. to where they, like, dissolve after they, like, use their power. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, sacrificing themselves to like essentially make a fireball. Yeah, and it's like wasted a lot of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're just dead. Yeah, this is um, and so um, you know, it's like you have these very evil people, yeah. and they're like, and throughout the whole show, that's where the jumping around in time, it starts with this battle that happens, and then you're seeing Gerald, and you don't realize that Gerald's story is actually pre the battle. Yeah, and Siri's story is post the battle. Yeah, until later. And then all of a sudden, Gerald like story catches up, and Unifer's yeah. story is also like pre the battle. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, like, and so they're that kingdom is like slowly taking over the whole kind of country or continent or whatever the land space is. That part I don't really understand exactly. Like they never really clearly describe the map. Yeah. But but nonetheless, they're like slowly taking over all these different pieces and parts, and yeah, kind of rolling through things and have this new philosophy and kind of ideology on how the world should work and the government and how lords should work and kings should work and people are really some people get really bought into it other ones are obviously like becoming sort of slaves in that system and so it's like Gerald sees that Yennefer sees that people who are trying to fight it yeah. see it so it's kind of has this like sort of like Nazi Hitler yeah taking over the world sort of feeling to it to where the Mandalorian the empire is dead and it's the remnants of it, and yeah. they're trying to get something to kind of get them back up and going. Yeah. And so it's like you don't really feel like the Mandalorian is really fighting this like galactic problem. Yeah. Where Luke was. Yeah. You know, and I think that's another element to where it's like, what's at stake here? Yeah. Why is Yoda so important? We yeah. never really know. Yeah. You know. I think, and that's where it's like it's based off of like the fandom. You know, I think the difference between Witcher and. Uh, Mandalorian was Mandalorian felt like almost like a PR statement from Disney being like, don't worry, Star Wars fans, we got you. We'll fan service, essentially, you know. Um, we saw that. I mean, I didn't see Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker, but that's what I heard was, you know, it's a lot of fan service uh, departure from story. Whereas Witcher, I mean, obviously there's fans of the game and stuff like that, but they just, they didn't really need to like, make up they just need to make a good show yeah and so i that's where it kind of comes to the problem the 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 grand problem of disney (laughs) no matter what is that they just are not going to get to a part where they're making good original content especially with star wars it just seems like every time they're they're so pigeonholed or they think they are because the fan base is so um protective of their stories and and all that stuff that when last jedi they try and do a their own thing a departure people lose their minds when in reality it's like you just need to make good content make a good cohesive story that makes sense um and i've always heard that the clone wars tv series was really good you know good storytelling and i don't know why yeah it was yeah, and so yeah. I don't know why they don't just take that. Model. Or it is, I mean, it's still exactly. Available. Um, so yeah, I mean, and 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 so Witcher, their storylines, even if they had like they had the one episode where they go to find a dragon, um, the kind of that was like a side quest kind of type episode. Yeah. Um, but it still was based around the relationship between Geralt and Yennefer, Yennefer you know? Yeah. And, and even you, the bard. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, anyways, um, 
but uh, but even like the grand scheme of we're still seeing Siri. There wasn't yeah. really an episode where we didn't see one of our main characters, yep. and it was progressing the story in every episode. Yep. Just well, even about, in that one is when they see from the mountain mm-hmm. the the other kingdom like marching north. Yeah. Because um, they're in the south, and Siri's grandma and her kingdom are up more in the northern right. part of the country, in the kind of the middle. It seems like I guess. Yeah. And so it's like you see them marching north, and they're they're going towards another city that's kingdom that's in between, yeah, the, you know the kingdom that Ciri's from, and where the you know so it's like you can see that this huge army. He looks down and sees this road, and he's on top of this gigantic mountain, yeah, where he can see as far as you can see almost, yeah, and he can see this all everywhere he sees on that road is this is this marching, yeah, army, yeah, which then is like oh no, you yeah, know, like that's a huge army. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, and so. And at that point, it is kind of, you're starting to catch on to the fact that there's a time jump going on. Yeah, by then, easily. Yeah, yeah, and so then all of a sudden you're like, oh, if that's the kingdom, that's if that's the soldiers, if that's the size of the army that's marching to attack the grandma, like the grandma had no chance. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, and she was, yeah, I mean, we kind of get a good, they did a good job. As much as I didn't like the grandma, they did a good job of having character development within that kind of jumping around yeah. timeline. Um, and so we got to see her at her most vulnerable, but then we also got to see her when she felt like she was the most powerful. Yeah. You know, yeah. We got to kind of see that progression even yeah. in kind of a minor character. Yeah. Where in Mandalorian, they never really had consistency in different characters. Like yeah. the bounty hunter lady that he teamed up with, yeah. she's the same. The rebel vanguard. Yeah, rebel vanguard, she she's the same. Her. Everyone is essentially the same. Same. Yeah, the person, only side character that had the most, like, backstory that was intriguing and compelling was the I Have Spoken guy. Yeah. Because it's like he was a slave and yeah. free, you know, earned his freedom by working long enough and yeah. never wanted to work for somebody ever again. And basically it was like, I'm not ever giving my life to anyone other than myself. And then in the end, he ends up giving his life to Baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah, and once again... And I feel like that's the one of the biggest things in watching it was like this the side characters outside of like I I would say that like the Mandalorian and Gerald aren't that much different as far as their level of development. Yeah. It's just that all the other characters around them. Yeah. In the Mandalorian, the characters are shallow at best. Mm-hmm. In The Witcher, all the side characters are extreme, have extreme depth. Yeah. There's not a single character that doesn't have like extreme yeah. complexity and depth to them, and you see them progress. Now, part of that is the fact that they're jumping around to huge spans of time. Mm-hmm. So, when we first meet this bard that ends up like kind of making the Witcher kind of famous mm-hmm. in the country or in the land, um, you meet him when he's just this lousy bard that nobody likes. Yeah. And he's kind of a loser. Yeah. And then he travels around with the Witcher for an episode, makes some stories out of it, totally makes lies of the story. It's not yeah. how it goes at all. Toss a coin to your Yeah, he makes this song that everybody ends up learning, <laughs> mm-hmm. including the audience. Um, <laughs> and then you see him progress as he's become kind of known then as yeah. this guy who's very talented bard because he has all these great stories about the Witcher. And, and Geralt becomes, went from like hated the Butcher, you know, Eleven yeah. to now, like people are seeking him out. For, yeah, and they so. think he's a hero, kind yeah. of almost. And then you see the bard and his even relationship develop. And the Witcher, Witchers are supposed to be like emotionless. Yeah, 
um, which the Mandalorian kind of is emotionless too. Yeah. So like once again, similar characters. Um, but you sort of see the Witcher and the and the Bard like become friends mm-hmm. over time, and in the Witcher's own way, he cares for the Bard and looks after the Bard, and and the Bard is in like different scenes and pivotal moments yeah. in the Witcher's life. Um, whether it's with Yennefer, who the Witcher's kind of like hugest, biggest love interest is, yeah. to the moment that he's makes the um, the thing of surprise, yeah, the the law of surprise, yeah. yeah, he, you know, the Bard's there, like he. That's the whole reason the Witcher's even at this like kind of like yeah. party and royal event is because the Bard asked him to go as his like bodyguard, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's like you have this whole, you know, the bar, even the Bard of all people is like super involved. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing that the Mandalorian suffered from is the fact that like he had these characters, but they, you would just see them in one episode and then he would move on Yeah. until the very last episode when they all kind of joined together. Yeah. The robot, the IG eight robot, the, the Vanguard girl. And then the, I have spoken guy. Yeah. They all finally team up and help him, but it's like, they're not with him throughout the whole show. Mm -hmm. So it sort of feels like we kind of get invested in this character and then they're gone. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's definitely a huge component to why when you're saying like Disney struggles with telling good stories, I guess one thing I like thinking about is like, okay, well, what would be like, what, what part of their story makes it to where it's not good compared to the Witcher, which is a good story. And I think one part is like your sub characters need to be complex and rich. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's just. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, it's just kind of boring, especially in a story where the person who's the lead, you can't see their face and they don't talk much. Yeah. 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 And and Disney has also suffered, you know, by having J.J. Abrams or John Favreau as these guys. They like to put their buddies in stuff. And so a part of good storytelling is um, creating the illusion of this world for us to believe it, to be a part of it. And so, you know, Henry Cavell, like, you get with him, you know, he looks great. Like, he fits in, and you kind of accept it. Um, and really, like, if anything, Carol is was a, for me, almost like a kind of, like, I kind of wish he had played Batman. Like, he was a good brooding, like, he could have been great Bruce Wayne and, like, a really good Batman, man of few words. Yeah. Like, like it was almost he was better as that, like, yeah. personally. Um, but uh, when I see comedians or – because what was the one where in The Mandalorian where they go and it's the bounty hunters – or it's like they go on that prison ship to bust out that guy. Man, oh, something. yeah. It's uh, uh, the bald guy. He's from Breaking Bad, and he's a famous comedian. Um, You know, uh, Bill, yeah. Bill yeah. something. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and, you know, you just see him, and you're kind of like, huh. That's who, that's who I see. I see that guy. Yeah. I don't see this made-up world person. Yeah. I don't see, you know, so it just seems like it's, the director's buddies are in this yeah. great production. Like, that's the thing is the thing that Mandalorian has over The Witcher is their costume design, the the graphics, the production, the way they filmed it. Everything technically, I think, is better in Star Wars, in Mandalorian, than in Witcher. Like, there's there's aspects of Witcher, like there was um, in the dragon one especially. Yeah. <laughs> we keep coming back to that, but, like, there's a scene where you see the dragon, and the dragon's talking, but the mouse's not moving, 
and yeah. it's a it's a it's a yikes moment. Yeah. You're like ooh. Um, there's also a scene where they're sitting around the fireplace and it's clearly daytime, but they had in post tried to make it look like it's dusk, you know, and it's pretty pretty obvious. Yeah, that. and the only thing is though, like I agree, but it's like you expect it to look great with Star Wars, right? Because it's Star Wars and Disney money. Yeah, and so it's like, and even John Favreau is like a more famous director. Yeah. Then I mean, you know, the director of Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's gonna have a good budget. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I guarantee you, the Mandalorian budget was a lot higher yeah. than Netflix. Cause like that's the thing is Netflix already has a catalog of great original content. They didn't yeah. need to knock it out of the park with Witcher. Yeah. Like it was kind of like ah. We'll we'll spend they I think uh, spent about the same amount of money as like season one of Game of Thrones yeah which was like thirty eight sixty million dollars or something like that first season which is okay but like as we know Game of Thrones final season the budget was like bonkers right so with this being such a popular show and they have two more seasons after this already like signed up they're getting ready for production I'm excited to see where Witcher goes. Um, and I think they do a great job with each episode filling you with the necessary amount of information. Um, it's entertaining. It's fun. It's dark. It's tragic. You know, it's it's everything it needs to be um, in the time allotted to it. Where Mandalorian suffered every episode with the length. I really think so. I think it it should not have been a half hour episode. Um, half hour sitcoms are great. You know, comedies I meant for half hour. It's really hard to do storytelling, dramatic storytelling in half an hour. Yeah. I mean, for the fact, yeah, I mean, definitely like one of the, my biggest complaints or one of the things that, like, again, analyzing this as storytellers and people who want to make stories, it's like, how can we make The Witcher versus The Mandalorian mm-hmm. when they're two very similar stories? You know, and I think it, the biggest thing that I keep coming back to is just like character development um, and especially in your side characters. And it's hard to do, it's hard to compare character development. Of a four-hour-long series yeah. to an eight-hour-long series. Yeah. That's a big difference. Big difference. I mean, they had twice the time, so they can go into twice the amount of detail. Um, but even with their four hours, like I completely forgot about that episode where they break <laughs> that guy out. <laughs> and, I, and and so it's like I feel like that's yeah. the other thing, too. It's just like what random thing can we think of today? Yeah. It felt almost more like you know, like a Star Trek type thing where it's like, oh, new planet, new problem. Yeah. Instead of The Witcher, it felt like a continuous story yeah. where everything built off of itself. Yeah. Um, and, in, you know, and like with Yennefer, the girl's love interest, who's a sorceress, you see her as a child. You see her as she's training to be a sorceress. You see her then later when she's older and she's kind of done with the whole sorcery thing and being yeah. a part of the sorcery, like, guild. Um, and then later when she kind of then, then when she meets... Geralt and their relationship so by the time she comes in contact with the main character of the show that the show's named after Witcher just like Mandalorian yeah it's like you already know so much about her yeah that when they're different personalities because he's like he's like cold calculated like exact yeah doesn't have a lot of like craziness in his life yeah he's very you know he's he's like almost this man of like structure and order yeah very much so. And then she's like chaos yeah. in the form of a human mm-hmm. with everything. Her lifestyle, her schedule, her magic, yeah. her, her relationships, desires, her yeah. desires. Yeah. yeah. And so then when they come together, that's like opposites attract kind of situation. And it's awesome. 
and, it, and the relationship works really well as far as like storytelling goes. But it's like, but we know going into it, yeah. Like as soon as they meet, that we're like, these people are not gonna. Yeah. This is these two people are not gonna like get along right off the bat, you yeah. know. And so it's like it, it works because we know who she is, um, you know. So it's like you really have like three main storylines going: Yennefer's, Geralt's, and then series. Yeah. And so I'm assuming in the second season, just like you're saying, I'm sure that Yennefer, Geralt. And Siri will become like a little family. Yeah. Because. Or we, they will be looking for Jennifer and then the end of season two. She'll finally, but, they'll find yeah. her, find her. Yeah. yeah. But eventually, if the series went on for forever, I would assume that Jennifer kind of becomes a mom to Siri. Geralt becomes kind of a dad. Geralt and Siri always wanted to be together. Or, I mean, Geralt and Jennifer like want to be together. Jennifer really wants to be a mom, but can't because that's part of what she had to, losing her ability to have a child is what yeah. sort of happened with becoming a sorceress. So it's like you can see like that's kind of where it's going. Yeah. But it totally works because we've seen Siri for a whole season. Yeah. Her whole family and kingdom got ripped away from her brutally. Yeah. Uh, to where now it's like Geralt is all she has. Yeah. And if Yennefer comes in and is like, this is the child I can never have mm-hmm. and, and helps her. And like she obviously has Siri obviously has some sorcery powers as well. Yennefer is a super highly accomplished masterful sorceress she can teach her you know it's like there's all these things that are coming together but we only know that because we saw Yennefer's story yeah if we had been like constantly following those bounty hunters stories yeah to where then in the final episode they all show up and either help him or try to fight against him yeah you know it's like the final bad guy the dude from Breaking (laughs) Bad yeah yeah Gus it's like we only see him in the last two episodes so it's like totally doesn't really have much of a punch because it's not like we know we don't know what he wants to do with Baby yep. Yoda. We don't know anything about him. Yep. We don't know how he's escaped the rebels when he like obviously has like death you know, dark dark troopers and crazy weapons and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, How did you Yeah. How does this still exist? Yeah. In this current world. Yeah. So it's like I feel like, you know, that's the biggest thing. Like they just haven't really explained people very well. Yeah. Um and even Baby Yoda, who was in every episode, Baby Yoda doesn't talk. No. So we don't know anything about Baby Yoda's story. Yeah. Like, how did he end up on that desert planet, guarded by a bunch of people? Why is he not with all the other Yodas? Yeah. Really, the most interesting thing that Baby Yoda does was when he force-choked her when they were doing the arm wrestling. Yeah. You know, and it was like the first time we saw him do kind of something evil. Evil. Yeah. And, um, but... Once again, it just it doesn't doesn't do much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Siri, it's like you hear you find yeah. out her story. You know, you find, yeah her her. You thing know is, why she got like you know her, about her parents. Mm-hmm. You know about how they had a tragic death. Yeah. You see her being raised by her grandma. Even when you first meet her, she's playing dice in the street with yeah. other kids. Well, even the fact that she tries to kill that shapeshifter, like that was kind of like a moment of like her making a that moral kind of like I'm. Well, if you won't kill him, I will. You know, the little elf kid yeah, was like yeah. kind of like shocked by her reaction, yeah. which I was like, I mean, if that guy's trying to kill you and he's a monster, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. kill him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we we got to kind of see her complexity as yeah. she's not this perfect, you know, child. She's still trying to figure things yeah. out. And now it's in the video game. They have that a little bit. They talk about, you know, Geralt training Siri and becoming this witcher herself and her powers and um and yeah, Yennefer is very much like a mother and and 
Geralt and Yennefer, their whole tumultuous relationship yeah. while Geralt is trying to just, like, figure out what's his purpose in this world other right. than hunting at beast, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's just, I think there's a lot more complexity. Um, I think another element that makes the store more interesting is that they, um, they don't pull their punches, which mm-hmm. is something we've talked on the podcast before. Like, if you're going to tell a story, you can't pull your punches on your characters. Yeah. Like, they brutally murder a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a way that Star Wars doesn't. Yeah. And so, again, it just doesn't feel like there's much at risk. Yeah. I think, you know, when you, when you, whether it's emotionally you're brutalizing your, your characters or you're physically brutalizing your characters, the audience needs to feel really bad for them yeah. when things aren't going well. And I never felt really bad for the Mandalorian yeah. when things weren't going well. Yeah. Like even in the final episode when he was like about ready to die, I was just like, meh. Yeah. Like if he died, that would have been like the lamest death. Yeah. You know? But I think that would have like almost helped the story. Well, I probably yeah. would, but I'm yeah. just saying like even if you did want to kill him, that wouldn't have been the way to do it. Yeah. And I just feel like that would be one element to where – you know, I mean, in the first episode, the Witcher has to kill a girl that he's kind of fallen in love with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Not a girl, a woman. He, right. You know, him and this woman meet up. They're both kind of these warrior-type people. She has this vendetta. He totally gets it. She's been, like, kind of, like, taken advantage by society against her will. Yeah. He sort of, he was taken advantage. He didn't want to be a Witcher. He was a normal boy human, and yeah. then got transformed into a Witcher against his will. So they both kind of identify as like well, and outcasts. All, yeah, and their their whole thing is when they get transformed, none of them are able to bear children. Like that's kind of like it is. He even talks about it where he's like, "Our lifestyle is not a child friendly lifestyle. Yeah. Like we're out there." And to all die. this was forced on him when he yeah. didn't want to. Yeah. And so he like totally resonates with this woman. Totally gets it. But then when she goes to get her revenge, he kills her to yeah. stop her. And then the town turns on him. Yeah. By the sorcerer that like. Instead of, like, re- he's going to reward him and give him a bunch of money, supposedly. Yeah. And instead, he turns the town on him, and he becomes the butcher of this town, yeah. even though he saved the, the guy. Elvin. yeah. And, and it's like, that missed, that was missed yeah. from the Mandalorian. Like, he betrayed yeah. the Bounty Guild. Yeah. And you never really see that there's much consequences for it, other than the fact that people are chasing him now. Right. Yeah. I. I it's. It's hard because like I'm thinking of like you know Game of Thrones. The whole reason we got hooked on it was like who's going to be on the Iron Iron Throne and um, Lost. I. I'm just trying to think of all those shows and like what was their in factor. You know, Breaking Bad. It was how is his transformation gonna end um and so with witcher it is like we're getting this mystery of the destiny of find a child in the woods and obviously the end of the show is kind of what is ultimately series final destiny what is uh Yennefer's final <laughs> destiny you see that? yeah and then i'm uh, drinking tea and i went and sipped on it and the whole tea bag just went in my mouth yeah it's, I just, it's on you no, no, now it's leaking down my shirt. Yeah, it's okay. It's I okay. just teabagged myself. <laughs> you just teabagged yourself. Oh, what a great metaphor. <laughs> um, so, but then Mandalorian, it is obviously the child. It is the Yoda creature. But if the show is about... Well, that's why I guess what I'm saying why yeah. you can compare the two really well. Because at the end of the day... The show ends with Baby Yoda realizing his full power and saving the world. Yeah. In theory. The galaxy. The galaxy. Uh, And in the same way, 
The Witcher is all about Siri mm-hmm. realizing her full potential and saving the world. Yeah. And the Mandalorian or the Witcher is going to help their respective kid do that. Yeah. Um, which in Star Wars, we know that's not the case because we've seen the other movies and <laughs> yeah. he, Baby Yoda's not yeah. in them. Um, but uh, but yeah. in The Witcher, we don't know, yeah. right? I mean, it could end that way unless you've read all the books or I don't even know if they've all been written, you know. But um, but I guess that's why I think comparing the two works really well because it's like one is very interesting and engaging and one is kind of boring. Yeah. You know, and so it's like if you're going to set out to make that kind of story, you know, what what do you need to do to make it a good one? Yeah. You know? Um, and so I think, you know, keeping the child and the bounty hunter away from each other as long as possible yeah, is definitely one way to help. Having really good side characters is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, being brutal to the, to those characters yeah. is also really important. Like, you know, what, what does the Witcher have to give up? Yeah. To be with Siri to help her to survive. You know, what does Yennefer have to do? You know, it's like all this stuff of like, what have they had to, to sacrifice? Yeah. What did the bounty hunt, what did Mandalorian have to sacrifice? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot. Yeah. You know, it's just like, what? I mean, even in the missions where he's trying to help people, he's just doing stuff to make money. And most of the time, the people he's helping are taking the most pain from it. Yeah. Not him. Yeah. 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 It's just, I think what it, ultimately comes down to is one show i cared about and one show i didn't care about you know and and like what you're saying it's just at the end of the day if mandalorian ended i would have felt the same in episode one as i did in the last episode there was no growing close to the character yeah. there was no really caring yeah um obviously we cared about baby Yoda because he's cute and all that stuff but if if that was like I cared about every character, I mean I even cared about the J- Jessic or the 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 Bard, the Bard. Um, well, and I like cared about Yennefer. Yeah, each of those like main characters mm-hmm. had their own side characters, so I cared more about the elf that's helping Siri. Yeah. Than I cared about most of the characters. Than I cared about the Rebel Vanguard yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like if he had gotten brutally murdered, I'd been like, oh, that sucks for yeah. that guy. Yeah. You know, because um, you know you they explain in the world that the elves have been screwed by humans mm-hmm. and this one elf finally decides to help this girl even though her grandma was the one that killed a lot of his people <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and yet he's choosing to help her anyways and it's like good for him you know yeah. it's like there's a backstory there to explain why that matters yeah you know um so that'll be interesting going into season two um what what can mandalorian do in season two to make us care more um, as far as story structure, and then what can the Witcher can do f- here out to help us continue to care? Yeah. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think on the Witcher, like where they're going with it, which they end the season with um, basically the – and I actually liked the time jump. Like yeah. Scrap, when we were talking about – when I was talking with him about he didn't like the time jump. I think the time jumping around also really helped with the story. Yeah, made it made – it like And if the refreshing. Mandalorian could have done that, I think yeah. that would have actually been really smart to where like really the first episode is actually the ninth episode or the seventh episode. Yeah. And the eighth episode then is what happens now that they're joined together and all the other stuff is seeing the Mandalorian before the Baby Yoda. Yeah, it was a good way of telling us who these characters are without having this whole backstory episode. That has nothing to do yeah, – yeah, exactly. like immediately you know that Siri exists. Yeah. But you don't realize her importance or her yeah. connection with the they witch. They tie it up as a season goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to where if you saw Baby Yoda, like, 
in the possession of other bounty hunters or other people, you would think, oh, maybe the Mandalorian loses them, and then you realize, oh, no, that's how he ended up getting on that little desert planet right. with the I Have Spoken guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, one thing that the Witcher yeah ends with Syrian and the Witcher girl joining together, finally finding each other, and then the the raiding the the kingdom that's taking over the the Hitler kingdom basically yeah. that's taking over the whole king, over the whole country, they are attacking this like bottleneck area where there's like one bridge to get over this huge Grand Canyon like chasm, and Yennefer and a few sorcerers from good sorcerers try to stop the bad sorcerers that are helping the kingdom, and they have this huge throwdown, mm-hmm. a huge battle, and Yennefer like lights the whole forest on fire basically, um, and kind of saves the day. Yeah. I wouldn't say kind of. She does. She, save, she does save the day. <laughs> yeah, and they, you and you finally see her like, just really accepting her power finally, and yeah. just like letting everything loose. And it's that's a really powerful yeah, moment. Very epic for like both her emotionally yeah. and like then also just seeing her like physical power. And Geralt is just a little south. He's like basically on the other side of the army yeah. that they're trying to fight off. Um, so you would assume that basically they're now going to try to move forward in season two of like fighting that army more head on and trying to like find ways to like sabotage them and stop them from taking over the entire kingdom yeah and we've only seen a section of that world like i'm assuming like the game they will progress and show a lot more of the map because there's still like this other huge kingdom you know like Nilfgaard was like that was just like one little area yeah so so um so i think like Geralt and siri working together being on the run him training her you know, definitely following Yennefer's story more, Yennefer joining up with them, and them kind of having sort of the episode four, five, six of like fighting the Empire mm-hmm. type sort of feel to it as, you know, the encroaching bad guys keep being one village behind them, burning the village yep. every time they leave it, you know, chasing them, pursuing them. Um, and again, the more that that kingdom can look horrible and mean by just murdering everybody. Yeah. The better it would be. Yeah, I mean, even like the the ruler, obviously, he has this high cheekbones, kind of almost alienish yeah, looking. Yeah, he man. has a looking guy that you yeah. just couldn't trust him to be. And with. he obviously like believes, like you know, even the soldiers believe it. You know, we will be reborn. Like it's this kind of weird cultish vibe. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um. So I think you know them going on the trajectory that they've sort of already set up totally yeah. works um well and and that sorceress that's with that guy the Nilfgaard guy is even the one that Yennefer stole her yeah her guy. spot yeah so. yeah so yeah the evil sorceress is Yennefer's yeah. like arch enemy yeah. in some way or kind of school school rivalry yeah you know uh high school rivalry kind of thing and so it's like again they developed all these characters to where like you know who that girl is mm-hmm. the evil sorceress because you saw her when she was younger yeah training with Yennefer as a side character now that she's older you see her and even when they're trying to like convince all the sorcerers not to do this war and to stop it, she comes in and tries to say, "No, we're gonna do it." We're yeah. not after you know, like you can see her evil plotting. Yeah. Even though she like doesn't have that many lines. Yeah. You know, it's like she matters. Yeah. Um. So, as far as moving forward with the Mandalorian, man, that that's challenging. <laughs> I mean, to yeah. some degree, I'm like, where do you go with what you've currently done? Um, I mean, I think one part is, like, we need to see the sacrifice and the pain that now comes with the choice that he's made 
which is I'm going to protect Baby Yoda at all cost. Yeah. We need to see the at all cost part. Yeah. Um, and if the Empire still is around and is able to pursue him or chase him, we need to see a little bit more understanding of like what power and resources they have to throw at him. Um, especially now that he's back in the good graces of the bounty mm-hmm. guild or the, the bounty hunter guild, it's like, they're not going to be pursuing him anymore. Right. Um, and then I think we obviously need to develop the characters more to where we care more about what's going on outside of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And we need to stop having episodes where it's just random. Yeah. You know, Hey, we landed on this planet. We need to go do this thing so we can get off this planet. Yeah. You know, less of that and more of the, you know, well, we think we'll be safe here. And then they get there and they find the whole thing's been ruined, you know, destroyed or they try to help them. But then the empire shows up and kills everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think again, like the bad guys weren't like the bad guys were often, you know, random, like in that one where they're protecting the village. Yeah. They've stolen imperial technology, but they're not the empire. Yeah. Yeah. They're just bullies, <laughs> local yeah. bullies, yeah. you know, uh, the bounty hunters that he went and worked with. They're just old friends of his that want to screw him over. Mm-hmm. You know, none of them have this, like, this is the big posse. You know, you, like you said, it's kind of more depicted after a Westerner yeah. or a Western. So it needs to follow a little bit more of the tombstone type persona where you have the guys with the red yeah. bandanas that yeah. are all bad and are trying to get Wyatt Earp at yeah. all costs. Yeah. And if you don't have that element, you know, then... Yeah, because they never even had, like, even what a Western is that makes it work, like the back on the ranch. Do they even, like, have a back on the ranch? I guess it's ship, but, like... Yeah. You know, like, there was no... They need to develop more characters outside of the Mandalorian, almost. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Because, like, yeah, you never are going back to the ranch. Yeah. Like, that's just the thing is you're always with him. Um, He's leaving Baby Yoda in one place, and it's not a good thing when the character that can't speak, you're like, I want to see what's happening there. And maybe that's what they could develop in the next season is he's growing up a little bit or something. Yeah, he should start talking. (laughs) He's got to That would be great. Um, Yeah, even if it's just simple stuff. But I think the other thing is, like, with Siri and The Witcher, you know – you see that she has this immense power, yeah. and you can see that like she doesn't really understand what the power is, but her grandma definitely did. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the evil king, definitely knows what it is. Yeah, and the evil sorceress knows what it is. And so it's like people know, and they both want her as like a tool. Yeah. Well, currently the Mandalorian doesn't even understand what the Force is. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like I mean to a certain degree, it's like we need to know why Yoda matters yeah. to the Empire. Yeah. And then like how it matters to the galaxy overall Yeah, that Yoda goes good instead of bad. Yeah. Um, and we obviously all know that, oh, well, he's going to be super force talented. But we also saw Yoda lose to the Empire in episode three. Yeah. So, or to the Emperor. So it's like, yeah, Yoda is super powerful, but he also oversaw the downfall of the Jedi mm-hmm. order. You know, some ways he failed his job. I mean, he did. I mean, he, he ran away. I mean, he totally <laughs> failed his job. So it's like, couldn't really even teach Luke much. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, like we kind of need to better understand, yeah. you know, it's like where Siri is obviously the key to winning that war. Yeah. If she's trained by yeah. the right people and the right people have been introduced to us and are now finding her. Yeah. The Mandalorian doesn't even know what the force is. Yeah. Doesn't he even doesn't know what Baby really Yoda is. doesn't even know like his own self yeah you he know, just like now the, has a jetpack yeah, yeah. 
you know so it's like i feel like you know it's like we just need the consequences that are at stake yeah for a show like that need to be raised yeah if you're gonna do the whole we need to find the kid with special powers yeah. story yeah which is what they did if they just wanted to do a bounty hunter that has interesting stories and each episode is going to be a different one of him going to a different place and the characters that are there are going to be interesting and sometimes we'll circle back around to them, then that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But then there needs to be no Baby Yoda. Yeah, You can't introduce this special child with these special abilities who's going to save all of mankind and then not tell us why mankind's in danger, yeah. what the powers are, and the main character who's saving them needs to know Yeah, you know that they're powerful and why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, each episode should have shown the Empire trying to track him down and finding him. Yeah. Even if they were on a completely different planet, or the planet he was just on this episode yeah. before. Yeah. You know, they need to be like torturing that village with stormtroopers everywhere and murdering that mom and that girl. Yeah. Like if they had murdered that girl in front of the mom and like blood splattered on her face. Yeah. And then she's said whatever she knew about the Mandalorian, you know. Yeah. And then the Empire leaves. Like, that would have made the show, yeah. like, dang, yeah, these guys it, are gruesome. Yeah, it harkens back to the Luke, you know, you needed that in, in New Hope. You needed that realization of the Empire is not messing around. When they go back to And burn his, his house, entire house yeah, down. You're literally seeing the cousins, or the, the skeletons of yeah. his aunt and uncle. And, yeah. Um, and, and then so they that, kill all the Jabba's. Yeah. And so you're setting thin And they Luke's blow up a planet. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but like the planet side of things, I think that was almost like what uh, Force Awakens got wrong was I think the consequences of killing the uncle and aunt are more personal are more personal than blowing up a planet because it it was you are that's more personal to our heroes right which is then more personal to us exactly yeah and so with mando we didn't really get that we don't have a personal because we don't really even personally know who he is yeah we don't really care as the season's going on yeah i mean the saddest thing is when he walks into the hideout that used to be theirs and all the mandalorians are dead yeah and um, and that is sad. Yeah. But it's done way too late in the show. <laughs> yeah. You need to have that stuff every single episode. Yeah. And Mando obviously has a soft spot for humans yeah. or for people. Yeah. The people he interacts with. And so seeing where like everybody he touches, the Harry Potter effect, everybody I touch ends up dying. Yeah. You know, you need that to help them feel like, man, I'm a good person and I want to yeah. do good. But everybody that I care about is getting killed by my arch yeah. enemies yeah my enemies are chasing after me yeah the, and it's all because i've chosen to protect this child yeah yeah i mean the 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 hero's journey you know that was what the original star wars was was the template for the the hero's journey and so with Geralt, we have we're seeing that and we see his progression from yeah. being stone-hearted to caring yeah and we'll see him develop as a mentor in the next season yeah and, and as they go along mando we never a he doesn't even have an identity it's not like he's a luke where he wants to get out he wants to see the world and then all of a sudden his getting out ticket comes with great cost yeah mando is just he just wants to pay the bills yeah (laughs) he wants to pay the bills and then now everything is flipped and it's interesting i don't know it's just it's not as interesting as like Wanting a desire, and then that desire coming with a tragic cost, 
I think that's just a more interesting story. Yeah. You know, and so whether it's a reluctant hero like Harry Potter. Um, well, and again, like showing Geralt's backstory before he ever even meets the kid. Yeah. Um, even before he calls for the law of surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like probably like four or five episodes into the whole series. Yeah. The whole season. And so it's like you see Geralt being totally fine just being a witcher and killing monsters for money. Yeah. And then you start seeing him pointed out kind of by the bard mm-hmm. that his life is sort of empty yeah. and sort of meaningless. Yeah. And other people call that out, you know, in the very first episode, the girl who is like him Rinfrey. but wants revenge. Winfrey. Winfrey, yeah. And she's like, she says, you know, you're always going to be searching for the girl in the woods. Mm-hmm. And the girl in the woods was a reference to her. Yeah. Her being the girl in the woods, as well as a story that Gerald told about trying to help this girl in the woods. Or, you know. Yeah. And so it's like that. You start seeing like the cracks in his mm-hmm. ideology. Yeah. That I'm fine being me by myself. I, I'm an emotionless witcher who doesn't need anybody. My purpose in life is to kill monsters for money, and that's it. Yeah. That's what I was made for. That's what I was created for. That's what I'm going to do till I die. And you start seeing that he's like, no, actually, I do want friends. Yeah. I do want love, and, yeah. and you know, I want friends in the form of the bard. I do want love in the in the way of Yennefer. I do want the public to actually like me. Yeah, um, you know, like he's like he's okay with these made up stories about him because he wants people to not call him the, you know, the the butcher of the butcher. Yeah. yeah, you know, and so then when he finally then and even initially like he doesn't want Siri. Yeah, and never comes back for her until she's way older. Yeah, um, because he's like he doesn't believe in fate. He doesn't want a child. He doesn't want to deal with it. He doesn't want to be like a father of a child. He doesn't want any of that until eventually he then does come at the closer to the end of the season because it's like he has changed. Yeah. And it's like Mando changes in the first, in the second episode when he turns Yoda, baby Yoda in and then decides to go back and get him. Yeah. But then he never really changes from then on. Mm-hmm. And it's like if we had, if again, him choosing to save baby Yoda had come later. Mm-hmm. And we had seen more of his backstory yeah. and his development up to the point to where you can see that like it was inevitable that eventually the way things he was the way he was cracking his belief of like I'm a Mandalorian and that's it, you know, that that would have made it more powerful than when he chose to keep Baby Yoda and risk it all for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like even him revealing his mask, yeah. it would have been cooler if he had revealed it to Baby Yoda. Yeah. Instead of the yeah, man, you know, had a little more of a the connection. Robot. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. if I mean, Baby Yoda has healing powers. If somehow him and Baby Yoda were put in a room together as they were fighting off the stormtroopers in the hallway, yeah, and Baby Yoda tries to take his helmet off and he stops him, and then Baby Yoda takes his helmet off anyways, yeah, and they look at each other for the first time, yeah. more father son, yeah, and then he puts yeah. his hand on his head and he yeah. heals him, yeah, you know, like that would have been more powerful than the robot, yeah. who says, "Well, I'm not a human anyways," which yeah. it's like. Okay, he's got the backstory where he hates robots because they killed his parents, but it's not as powerful as like. Once know. again, that that felt like fan service when we find out that the robots are actually from the Clone Wars, you know, and, and yeah. stuff like that. It's like, ooh, isn't this cool? I don't know. It's just little things like that where you're kind of. And some like, of that of like mixing in like what's already been said totally works. Um, it's just that it has to be, it has to be done well. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's still the issue. Like, I don't think fan service is bad. People who played the game The Witcher or read the books are getting fan service and of a story they already know. Yeah, um, like you even said that the third episode started feeling more like the game, and you liked it better. 
but it still comes down to like good storytelling. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what I find interesting when comparing the two is that the Mandalorian storytelling is meh, and the Witcher's storytelling is like a five out of five. Yeah. You know, and it's like that's when you look at them, it's like how can you be the kind of storyteller that tells a story like The Witcher mm-hmm. versus the storyteller that tells a story like The Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah. Because The Mandalorian is popular because it's Star Wars. Yeah. Not because it's good. Yeah. And it's like, once again, I just felt like it came out of a, oh, this would be a cool idea. You know, kind of yeah. like, I mean, that's the whole thing with Boba Fett is he appeared in a cartoon yeah. Star Wars. So, yeah. You know, it's not like the whole Star Wars genre is made around him. Right. Like, he's just this cool-looking character. As a kid growing up, you're like, oh, I think he looks cool. Right. Where The Witcher is, it is a fully fleshed-out story. Like, it's the difference between telling a story about Aragorn or, you know... Or telling all of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I think... Um, so, you're saying almost it could be that The Mandalorian is too character-specific? Yeah. No, that's exactly Like, right. it's too microscopic on just yeah. that one person. Yeah, it'd be like a, a ranger in Lord of the Rings series. Let's focus on this ranger when it's like, well, there's this whole rich... Lord of the Rings, a ring, you know, like there's this whole rich characters and stuff yeah. like that instead of this one little cool guy that we're like, oh, he was cool. So I until they kind of find out their identity and yeah. what their why is. But, I mean, I think any – I mean, me and you have said it multiple times when we're talking to each other where we're like, hey, I got a cool idea or here's an idea for yeah. a story or a movie or a show or whatever. So I think every story starts with a cool idea. Yeah. It's just that like The Witcher – was a cool idea that somebody wrote into a good book that then got turned into a good video game yeah. that then got turned into a good series. You know, it's like the Mandalorian could have done that too. They just didn't ever go far enough yeah. from good idea to great story. Yeah. It's just like, well, here's an idea and maybe you can go here and here and here and here. And here and yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know? Well, we'll see how the next season goes. But yeah. um, until then, got some good good shows we're yeah. enjoying. Yeah. And, uh, and if any of you who liked Game of Thrones or Westworld and mm-hmm. that kind of more um, like bloody gory adult fantasy adult fantasy type show. You should definitely t- check out The Witcher yeah. if you haven't watched it. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched The uh, Mandalorian, I'd still say it's worth watching. Yeah, I I wonder what it'd be like binging it compared to watching it week after week. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Cause like I think that was for us is like. Yeah, The because Witcher, I, what, I did binge it. Yeah, we binged it. We got to see the whole series in a matter of days, whereas, like, you're forgetting by the in the next week. Yeah. You're like, what happened last episode? You know? Yeah. So it might be better if we binged yeah, that would know, be Mando interesting. and just seeing, you know, it could be more cohesive story. We're right. Like, oh, that was an interesting four-hour movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But for what we do know, the aftertaste – you know the, yeah. what we have been left with. We we are looking more forward to The Witcher and what that story holds than Mandalorian. Though. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, we hope uh, you enjoyed, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. This has been a Studio Red production. For more, go to studioredmedia.com.